Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The housing market in Michigan has been on fire for the last several years, and that was true even before the pandemic. Are we headed towards the much-talked-about bubble? I do not feel that we are anywhere near that scenario. I think, if anything, the market is setting itself up for things to shift a little. So what's next for you, prospective home buyers and sellers? This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. Buying a new home has always been stressful. For the vast majority of Americans, buying that home is the biggest singular investment they'll make. So it's not something to be taken lightly regardless of home value. But for the last several years, home buying has become more and more expensive something that was certainly exacerbated by the COVID-19 pandemic. In June, something happened for the first time ever. The median sales price of a home crossed the $300,000 mark. Before the pandemic, home values were already increasing. Since the pandemic, they've kind of been on steroids, as I call it. I mean, it's like the values just have gone up even more and even quicker since we came out of the lockdown from the pandemic. And we jumped from 293 in May to 312 in June, which is a healthy bump, you know, to do that much that quickly. And going over, you know, 300,000 is kind of a big psychological, you know, jump. Can you talk about the psychological impact on that? There's some psychology, you know, that's often done, especially in the retail world, where you keep things under a certain level. When a seller is looking to price a home, you know that buyers are typically going to go online to do their search. And what's the first criteria they're going to put in is price. So when you're looking to price a house, you know, whether that comes in at 249 versus 250 or 299 versus 300, there's some psychology involved in the marketing and the price point. With median home sales prices going over 300000 for some potential buyers, that can, in their mind, go, oh, I can't afford that. You know, that's now over my comfort zone. For a lot of buyers, that's not necessarily true, but the number kind of scares them a little bit. That right there is the voice of Jeanette Schneider. She's the president of REMAX of Southeastern Michigan. For reference, the average sale price in Macomb County, 270000 In Oakland County, homes are going for three hundred eighty-five k on average. And in Wayne County, the average is 205000 The highest average sale price was actually in Livingston County, three hundred ninety-one grand. Now, across Metro Detroit, the buyers, they still don't have the upper hand. But Jeanette does tell me that last summer's insane pace is likely a thing of the past. It's still good to be a seller, but the frantic pace, I feel like last summer, specifically, buyers were feeling like, boy, if a house came on the market, if I don't get this one, there's never going to be another house for me to buy. 
it was fear of missing out. I've got to get this house. I'm willing to over offer, you know, 30,000, 50,000 over asking. I'm willing to do an appraisal guarantee. I'm willing to waive an inspection. They were smelling everything but the kitchen sink at the offer. This year, I think you've got buyers who either have learned from their own experience or they've learned from others. And they're saying, look, I get I'm probably going to pay close to asking price. But if I'm going to do that, then I'm going to get the house that I want. I'm not going to be willing to throw everything at an offer if it's not exactly the house that I want. And or if I can't get it for a price that works for me, then you know what? Another house will be will come. It might take a month. It might take six weeks, but another house will come on the market. And it's just buyers have become a little bit more cautious in their approach. They're just not so willing to throw everything at the first house they see. According to REMAX locally, pending home sales dropped about 9% from this time last year. Why is that? In early January of 2021, the average interest rate for a 30-year fixed mortgage in the U.S. was 2.65%. Fast forward 18 months and that interest rate average is now over 5.5%. Those numbers come from the Federal Reserve, that's the Central Bank of the United States. So it's become considerably more expensive to borrow money to buy a home. I asked Nathan Boji, he's the president of the Greater Metropolitan Association of Realtors, about how that plays out in the market. I wonder how interest rates are working to cool the market a little bit just because some people can't afford to borrow like they would have been able to before because the interest rates are so high. You know, Zach, what I find really interesting is some buyers are not going to be able to afford to buy because the interest rates have increased, which ultimately is going to increase their payment. So you're going to have a couple things happen. You're either going to, one, knock buyers out of the market because they are not able to afford the higher payment, or you are going to cause buyers to switch levels and how much they're affordable. So for instance, let's say you're buying a $300,000 home at that time because the interest rate that's it worked out for affordability. Maybe now instead of looking at 300, he's looking at maybe, you know, 250 or 225 because that increase in interest rate increases payment to where the sale price of the home has got to come down to make the payment work. Another thing that's often talked about is the size of the housing market which makes sense, right? Economics is based upon supply and demand. Those that sell real estate, they consider six months of inventory to be quote-unquote balanced. But right now, locally, there's just over a month and a half's worth of inventory. Part of that is caused by a culprit of many issues lately, inflation. It's more expensive to build new homes than it ever has been before. Here's Nathan again. That cost of construction of homes is high. Now, we've seen a few things come down a little bit. Lumber was just outrageous you know, at one point within the last 18 months. But it's come down to, it's high respectively, but it's come down quite a bit. So that's helped out a lot. But cost of supplies, supply chain issues, labor issues, meaning availability of contractors to come in, you know, electricians, plumbers, framers, excavators, all of these different pieces to the new construction puzzle are still a challenge for builders. And it's still costing them extra money, taking extra time and not all of the builders and developers are working off of cash. You know, they have money that they've borrowed from banks to get their projects done. So the longer it takes them to get them done, the more money they're paying back to the bank and at higher interest and all that type of thing. So yeah, new construction is definitely costing more these days to get it done, which also, you know, goes down to the consumer.
While this episode is about the housing market here in southeastern Michigan, there's an overarching issue, the availability of affordable housing overall. The next voice you'll hear is Alexa Eisenbergs. She's a postdoctoral research fellow at Poverty Solutions at the University of Michigan. In Detroit, in 2019, the most recent data we have, housing costs were unaffordable for 73%. About three in four Detroit who were making less than 35k a year. And nearly half of those households were spending at least 50% of their monthly incomes on rent. And as rents have increased, incomes have stayed largely the same. And prices across the board have increased. Those numbers have only gotten worse. One in four people who qualifies for affordable housing in the U.S. even receives it. And that's because those programs are run not like an entitlement, uh, like Medicaid, for instance, but like a lottery, where just a small fraction of the people who are in need get the basic human right that every single person deserves. We had a shortage before COVID hit of 30,000 affordable rental units. There was a lack of rental units, and we have not seen the level of investment that's needed to provide housing for all people. Middle-income people right now are feeling it hard, too, but especially for low-income people who are predominantly people of color. Now, Alexa was talking about renting and not buying, but the point is proven. Affordable housing is out of reach for many. In fact, we'll talk more about renting in Metro Detroit in a separate episode next week. We began today's episode wondering about the much-talked-about bubble, the housing bubble. We've seen that bubble burst more than once, most recently during the Great Recession. Anytime prices continue to increase like they have with homes, people start to get nervous. That said, Jeanette from Remax is hitting the brakes a bit on that talk. I do not feel that we are anywhere near that scenario. Will prices begin to moderate? I think that will happen. I think if anything, the market is setting itself up for things to shift a little and for the, the median sale prices, the month over month or year over year increases to start to moderate and plateau. You know, rising interest rates are going to take some buyers out of the pool. Some buyers, you know, might take themselves out of the pool. Prices are getting to be a little more, you know, than I'm comfortable with. Maybe I sit out a year and kind of see where things are at. But that being said, there is a huge pool of buyers fed in part by millennials are of the age where they're going to buy homes. And they're a huge demographic. Even if some of them step out, you're going to have a big pool of buyers for the foreseeable future buying first homes or, in some cases, their, their move up. At the same time, we've had that baby boom generation. They're either getting close to retirement. They have retired. They didn't make a move during COVID. Maybe they fixed up their home. They're watching what's going on, too, and they're saying, hey, at some point, the market's going to hit the top. Maybe now is the time to sell because I know I can't time the market perfectly. But boy, it seems like now might be a really good time to sell my house. Both Jeanette and Nathan told me that there is no good way to actually time the housing market. But for those who are waiting for a big drop in home values, they'll likely be waiting a couple of years, at least. Thanks all around to Jeanette Schneider, Nathan Boji, and Alexa Eisenberg for helping with today's episode. This podcast would not be possible without the work of our digital team. Check out www.jnewsradio.com for local news on demand 24-7, including the latest on the housing market here in southeastern Michigan. Do you have questions, comments, or concerns about The Daily J? Drop us an email at dailyj at odyssey.com. That's dailyj at audacy.com. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.